Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the To The Point Podcast. This is our second episode, and tonight we'll be breaking down episodes one and two of Next, which is a cool uh, artificial intelligence show airing on Fox. Of course, I'm your host, Noah Warren, but joining me tonight is my longtime friend and uh, my really my podcast co-host for a long time. He's heard me... Um, ran on about sports for so long, you know, he's sick of my voice, but I got him long enough to come back to do this podcast every Tuesday night. So just, um, I'll introduce you to Seamus Fillmore. Seamus, how are you? Good, good. I can never get sick of that voice, by the way. It's beautiful. Just so soothing. Uh, good. Just, I'll just do a cool, little quick intro about myself. I'm just from Rexon as well. Uh, grew up with Juggy and, uh, now I'm living here in St. John. I've been here for a few months. And yeah, uh, for me, I took accounting in university. I went to UMB um, right now, pursuing my CPA. Um, simple man, I love sports, movies, gaming, and just being outside and excited to be here. I don't know so much about the outside part, but I agree with most <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> outside. Yeah, so tonight, when I, when I said we were going to break down next, were you surprised that was the first project that i wanted us to tackle yeah i mean i watching so much tv together i mean apartment 49 was uh there was a lot of tube going around and i thought maybe we would reiterate one of our shows that we watched together before but i guess this is probably the best idea to go by a brand new show where we're both following it for the first time and we can both track it easily so uh it's good i was a little skeptical on the choice because i didn't know what to expect I kind of went in uh, blind to the whole thing, to be honest, because I didn't know if it was going to be uh, or what it was going to be about. But I thought I would give uh, give it the full uh, honest opinion when I just fully didn't read anything up upon it beforehand and just went in blind. So, yeah, no, it was good. It was a good choice as well. We'll get into that later. Perfect. Well, we'll start with the uh, initial part of the episode to start the episode. Um, Dr. Bernard Weiss is driving in a car very frantically and he's doing his best to stay out of every kind of technology. He goes and buys a burner phone, all the, uh, the radios turned off in his car. So, and you can tell he's sweating. He's very nervous and he's got something with him. Um, and during, while he's driving a car upcoming to him is actually hacked and collides with the car. So he's, he's in an accident and, uh, we, we don't know if he's, we find out later that he does live briefly. Um, but, uh, what was your initial reaction to the start of the episode? No, I thought it was good. It was a good way to pique uh, a viewer's interest for sure. Uh, you know, you know, something's following this guy, but you have no idea what it is. Uh, obviously there's concerns as he's, you know, in the stores, you know, he's frantic about being in there. He's looking around the stuff with his car and, uh, this, the, you know, the radio being pulled out and all the other devices, obviously, you know, it sends that something, this guy is very paranoid about something. Absolutely. And, um, you can, what I liked about the start is, you know, you see in your regular crime shows, you have somebody tailing him. Or like some, you know, they'll eventually catch up with them or they're like, I, they'll be driving a car and, you know, nail the side of his and then just take the folder, like kill him, yeah. and, you know, take the folder. But that never happens. So it kind of leaves you saying, well, who just did that? 
Like mm-hmm. if, if they really want that information or the, if they don't want that information leaked, who's going to come pick it up? You know what I mean? Um, so the episode continues with, uh, Paul, uh, with, uh, Weiss in the hospital, but he's actually connected to an FBI agent, Salazar. She's kind of our main, pro- I'd say probably our main protagonist. Um, yeah, but she, so. yeah, she obviously cares for him a lot and she's at the hospital. She left the FBI building just to make sure that he's getting good care. And that at the time she's told that he's going to make it, he'll pull through. Mm-hmm. He's in surgery, but he'll, he'll, he'll most more than likely live. But in the hospital, this is another really, I found a great scene. Um, you, they pan the camera pans to the camera in the corner and it's turned off. And at the same time, his life support machine is turned off and he goes into cardiac arrest. Yep. And, and, and before the nurses or doctors can do anything about it, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Without like, knowing. Without, exactly, without knowing. The, the alarm sounds only after he's deceased. Yeah, it's crazy to think that, you know, everything from an outside perspective of the room looked totally normal uh, until you, of course, if you were to look in maybe on the small screen where his monitors at, but other than that, they had no, they had no idea. They had no indication that something was wrong, which is, it's like you said, it was super scary. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking like, if that's your loved one in there and that happened, I mean, who says it can't happen? Like yeah. it, it's, it could, you know, it could, it could be somebody, it could be a hacker. It could be, you know, a fault in, um, the technology in the hospital Exactly. and, and you could, you could lose a family member just because of that. But in this case, we learned that it is an absolute cyber crime. Mm-hmm. Somebody didn't want Weiss alive. Yeah. So they kind of rule it an accidental homicide in a sense, because they don't really say that, they don't believe that they were hacked. The That's hospital, the they take no blame in this situation whatsoever. And they basically say that there's no way that this could have been, you know, n- their fault and they have no idea what happened, but at the same time, and it's like, we went back on, if this was your loved one, if this was your, you know, your father, grandfather, you want to get down to the bottom of this and you understand, you want to understand what happened fully. Right. And, um, Salazar kind of, um, his daughter's there as well. She's really upset. And then Salazar's kind of comforting her, but you can tell from the start, our protagonist, she's very sharp. Mm. She's not buying the, the BS because she's already skeptical. She's already saying this wasn't just an ordinary car accident because the people that hit him are claiming correctly that they didn't, they didn't hit him. Like mm-hmm. they, they were literally, controlled into hitting they had no control over their vehicle exactly so what we learn is that weiss was carrying a file and then that file had the name paul leblanc <clears throat> paul leblanc is another one of our key protagonists and he is quite the guy he's played uh, by john slattery if you know if you've watched mad men he was in that show. He's very, very good actor, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And he's a tech expert who used to run a tech company called Zava. 
And basically Zava, I would consider Zava to be kind of like an Amazon. Would you say that's fair? Yep. Yeah. Like probably more towards a, less towards a consumer point, but more towards right. technology. Right. More, yeah, exactly. Uh, agreed. More of a, a tech, technology company that could possibly help businesses down the road. They, they yeah. have great software that provide uh, a service in the future for people. Mm-hmm. So he no longer runs Zava because <laughs> he tried to shut, shut it down because he learned that artificial intelligence was able, once they learned something, they, they were able to teach itself more information using the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, once it, he, he feared, once it kept learning new things, that it would be able to control so much of the world. Um, and he was kicked out of Zava. His brother uh, took the company from him. He's played by Joseph Butler Harner. And if you've watched Ozark, he was the FBI agent in Ozark. So, but you can tell meeting LeBlanc that this guy's a weird dude. Oh, from the, from the start. And he is, I think he's one of those characters. You hate him. You hate him enough that you actually end up loving him and you loving how dynamic his character actually is. It's go ahead. No, I, I agree because he he's so erratic. He's yeah. really condescending. Yeah. Um which I can appreciate. Um but he, you can also tell that he's super, super intelligent. And he knows it. And yeah, and he's not afraid he's, to tell you. No, he's he's very, very he's very self-aware that he he could be probably we'll say ten percent, the top ten percent yeah. of the world when it comes to being good at what he does. And right. of course, it's it's him and his brother who started this company. Yeah. But from what you can tell so far into the show, he is the brains around this operation. He's the one who, you know, right. was really driving a lot of probably the main ideas up to uh you know the build of zava right and another thing i found interesting is they chose two brothers and not say a brother and his father yeah you know the maybe the father i guess they could look at it this angle like leblanc's so intelligent yet his brother i agree with you doesn't seem that bright to me no yeah i don't think he really understands the technology he just knows that it's putting a lot of money in his bank account yeah, in a sense, you kind of get that direction. And there's, you know, with the company, it's not they're they're not each owners of the company. There's a there's shareholders above them, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, it probably doesn't say as well, but I feel like the shareholders maybe turned against uh, Paul because of the his direction and his, you know, how he wanted the company to go after, well, after what happens with next. Right. So at Zava, they have this program and it's called Next. And that's basically, it's, and it's, it's an Alexa type program in a sense, because it, it gets to know you as a person mm-hmm. and it gets to know your likes, your dislikes. And like, like LeBlanc says, it can make you smarter. It can get smarter um, itself. Sorry. And it's, it's interesting because they use kind of the Amazon Alexa 
Google Home type Stop. angle, but you know, they put a new name on it. But I think it's so current to our world today. Oh, I think it's quite brilliant. Yeah, well, it's it is, and it's essentially just labeling something that we're already familiar with. And what I love about the show is even though it is techie and it is, you know, is very sci-fi, it does dumb it down for people in the sense that it doesn't make it overly complicated so people wouldn't watch. Right. I think it's perfect in the sense that really it really is as simple uh, for anyone to understand, even someone who is younger, I believe, because we know the younger generation follows technology just as well as the older one does. Exactly. And it's, I agree with you that it's easier to understand and it's most people, a lot of people have Google homes or have an Alexa now. Yeah. And if you're watching this show, it's kind of doing you a service in the sense that you should probably be careful what you're asking this thing or if you have it in earshot yeah. of important conversations or of important information that you have, passwords, et cetera, because who knows? Who knows who's listening? Yes, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get in more into this as the series goes on. But yes, that's that is obviously a huge, I would say, a huge point for the whole show in general. Right. So at this point, Agent Salazar goes to meet Paul. And she doesn't like him from the beginning. <laughs> He's really condescending to her because she's, she works as a cop and she does like, you know, menial in a sense work. Like she's working for the man in a sense. Yeah. And he hates everything about government and mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. He's got but, an opinion for everything. Yes. Which yes. It's hilarious because uh, it's just, it's just hilarious that he, he's so witty and he's so smart but he's just such an ass about everything. Right. He, he has zero uh, personal or like communication skills. Yeah. Zero. And he's, <laughs> he'll just blurt out anything. Like you could wear a red shoe and he'd have a problem with it. Yeah. Or he'd say what's wrong with it in general. Like, yeah, right. exactly. Right. So, but LeBlanc hears her out at first. He's kind of apprehensive yeah. And but eventually agrees to go with her to Zabo. Um, I think partly because he wants to screw his brother over. Well, what happens? What happens is he finds out that this code that was brought by Weiss was for was his code Mm -hmm. originally. He was the one who created it. That's really keys his intentions. And he says, Okay, so why is it like what is this thing doing and how maybe how did this thing you know, he knows it's part of next and he probably realized that the security around this next, they didn't want this to get out probably in the first place. So how does this piece of, you know, how did this piece of information get into this man's hands? And that's right. what draws him to, you know, try to take agents owls or two. Uh, I think it's Japan or maybe, maybe another, another place to go to Zaba. Right. Yeah. And he wants, once he learns that he wants to destroy it. Cause that's what Weiss wanted to do. Yeah. And that, that was his kind of his goal in the beginning. So he sees it as a second chance to do the right thing. Exactly. So at this point, him and uh, Agent Salazar go to Zava and they kind of get a look at the machine. And this is another cool thing. They come up stairs to the main thing, the main next 
I would say block. It's kind of like a bunch of, it's like a, a bunch of cages with all kinds of hard drives and everything in it. And you can go and talk to the AI mm-hmm. um, and it answers. It knew his name before he even said it. Exactly. And that was, you could see it, you could see it reading his face. Yeah. Uh, and obviously this comes later on, but when it does that, I mean, it remembers his face anywhere in the world or where right. the next time it sees it. So any camera that he spots will next knows exactly where you are. Right. So this is, like you said, it's a major plot point later on, but even still to touch on it now, once it has your facial recognition, it, it almost has control of your life because yeah. That's a great if, point. if you're anywhere, if you're doing anything, they know if you're within a camera and when are you not in front of a camera? Exactly. If How you're driving, times? you you go through a set of lights, it sees you. It knows where exactly. you are. It can track you. That's what happened to Weiss, really. Yeah. He was on his burner, but they hacked into the burner. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Right. So they they learn that next can only really gain its true power when it has access to Wi-Fi. Yeah. And at the at the um at Zava, it kind of gained it gained access to Wi-Fi and it started to shut itself down because a worker there, Sean Akers, <laughs> was coerced into doing it because he had gambling debts. Yeah. And next that it was willing to settle. Right. Next was willing to help him out and settle his gambling debts for him. Mm -hmm. So of course they did it. Of course the guy did it. And, you know, it it made its point. Like it, it really, and I think this goes throughout the whole series, but it preys on the weakness of the person. He's kind of gambling. He's like, well, he knows he's going to lose his wife. He's going to lose his house. He's going to lose his car. So, you know, how can, how can next fix this by getting what it needs? Right. Exactly. Anyway, just a small point, but that it goes throughout the whole series in a way like this. Yeah. It it's picking, it's not picking the, the uh, good Samaritan. No, exactly. It's usually picking on someone who has a weakness that is easily seen by next. Right. So they wanted to get, they wanted to, this guy eventually admits that he did it because mm-hmm. he was going to be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> for... and back, it, it was back to what you said about Agent Salazar being super witty and keen. Well, she picked up on that by just by the way that his body language. Yeah. But by strictly by his body language, she was able to tell that something was off about this person and she confronts him. And that's how they get this information from him. Right. Anyway, I'll let and, you finish. Um, so they kind of have control of next briefly, but it's at this point that LeBlanc kind of has a mental breakdown because he's, he falls and he's kind of staggering. He's going out of control, but we learn he has a disease and he's suffering from severe insomnia. So he never sleeps. He mm-hmm. he's, his brain is constantly, constantly moving and he's, the life expectancy is he only has one year to live. Yep. And you could tell he hasn't really told anybody, but he did tell agent Salazar privately. His brother doesn't know his, his, uh, his daughter doesn't know. Yep. And essentially he's just having an attack with his hallucinations around him. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has, he doesn't want to tell anybody because obviously it's his personal business, but it's affecting what they're trying to do there, which is stop next. So, right. Yeah, you're right. He tells Salazar. Yeah. So like you said, he has hallucinations. Um, and so at this point, next catches on fire. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the hard drives start, they all start to fry and we're kind of like, well, what's going on? Is this the end of next? But no, we learn that the AI doesn't have to be in one. It can move to different locations. And LeBlanc knows this. Like uh, the brother thinks like, oh, my business, like Zava's over, you know, all my works for nothing. Mm -hmm. Because of the amount. Oh, I was just going to say the amount of money that they've been dumping into this program over the years is just, uh, you know, and not being the, you know, it's not a fully finished product. So, you know, the shareholders are down on this guy, like, Hey, like we got to see some results. Right. So th- to him, it's like all this work that we've done and all this money that we put into this is just gone like that. Right. Well, he, he's, case. he's really worried for his job. Like his, he's yeah. probably like, I'm fired. Like yeah. I, I didn't produce. So that's happening. Um, LeBlanc's kind of angry because he's talking to the machine and he's taunting the machine and the machine even the ai has an attitude it kind of has its own personality because it's it's kind of condescending too because it's kind of taunting leblanc in a way the way it's speaking to him mm-hmm. so that happens and the episode ends <clears throat> with the eliza which is the basically uh, an Alexa, but they give it a new name Mm -hmm. and it's talking to agent Salazar's son, Ethan. And it's been doing this periodically throughout the episode. He's kind of talking to the Eliza as a, as a friend really, because he doesn't have any, he's been getting bullied at school. He's tired of it. He hates going to school. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You got, you can think about how lonely a 10 to 12 year old boy would be. I mean, no friends. And here's this thing that's, you know, at home all the time. It talks to him and interacts with him all the time. You can imagine the, how close that inner, er, that relationship would end up being after time. Right. And he also, you know, his mother's never home, so he doesn't have her. Yeah. And uh, he's not going to talk about that kind of stuff with his, with his dad. Most, I yeah. mean, most of us guys wouldn't do that, you know, talk about our feelings with our fathers. Mm-hmm. So the Eliza gives the Eliza is being controlled by next because it, it tells Ethan the code to their safe. And yep. in that safe is a gun. Mm-hmm. And, and they tell Ethan to take it to school to get rid of the bullies. Yes. Which is a huge leap by the show because of, you know, the last couple of years with all the school shootings mm-hmm. and that's, that's a tough topic to, to take head on. Oh yeah. Cause you know, you know, damn right. They're going to get some heat for something like that. Yeah. Like a hundred percent that, you know, and I mean, we could go on about the lack of gun control, but it really, it really is interesting. Like, that they would even go into a topic like that with someone as as young as you know this 10 to 12 year old because obviously maybe they don't fully understand what they're doing right right so yeah they don't 
they don't understand the full, like what a gun can do. Yeah. He's, he's just, the Elisa's another, like you said earlier, preying on victims of opportunity. Well, that guy had a gambling debt. Well, Ethan is getting bullied and he's Mm -hmm. probably has some depression. You know, he's upset. He's not a happy kid. Yeah. So they're saying your life can improve by doing this terrible act, but your life Mm -hmm. will improve. Mm -hmm. And the episode ends with him pulling the gun out of the safe. And it's really quite a moving, quite a moving final scene to the episode. I I thought all in all, the first episode was very good. Yeah, I saw the, uh, it was critiqued online as being maybe a little slow. And I don't know what people were really wanting from this. Like, uh, but we soon find out this is like a snowball effect because it moves very quickly. Agreed. Um, So moving on to the second episode. um, Before we start the second episode, uh, we were just talking about questions last night and just one episode in what we've talked about. Does this make you trust like Amazon and Google Home less just from watching the show so far? It's it's so tough to I mean trust trusting, yes. I mean I'm I'm not one for big corporations in the first place, but the fact that they they're tracking your orders, they're tracking what they view, they they're in a sense they're preying on your your search history, your purchase history, you know, all the dirty little things that people do, they know in the end of the day, because Mm -hmm. that's, that's part of an an algorithm, an algorithm for their whole, you know, their whole ad, I guess, campaign in a way. No, it's true. Um, And what about yourself? Yeah, I've had a, I've, I have trust issues with just about anything. Um, So this, (laughs) this is just, this is just another one, but, um, no, I mean, when you're like, I just thought watching, you know, I like to watch shark tank with my dad and, you know, he's on a computer during the episode and we'll see the pitch and somebody will get the pitch and, you know, he'll go on Facebook and then that product will pop up. Like that's not just happenstance. No, no, there's no chance of that just happening. And it's it's good in a way because you know he wanted to buy it but at the same time it's like whoa it's it's right there you know what i mean always and it's always listening too that's the thing like it's one thing that it does it when you're just watching show or when you're wanting something but what if you know that lack of privacy when you don't want it to listen right i mean yeah when you're giving out your uh you know, your visa number, or you're talking yeah. about, you know, a medical procedure, you know, different, different personal information that they have no business knowing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that was just a, a good combo. I, I just think it's super interesting. I think it, that question, we'll ask that question again, as we go deeper into the oh, show, but um, yeah. I think it'll come up multiple times as it is probably the key, the key importance of how this next gets its information and how it becomes more and more powerful in a way. Right. So the episode starts with the machines are still catching on fire. They're all going to hell. And like we said, the brother thinks that all his his hard work has gone to shit, Mm -hmm. but Paul instantly says he he knows it's a smoke screen. He says, no, 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 no. This, 
next has the power to continue because he built it so he knows how it works exactly and he knows that it's had access to the internet already so it's smart enough to uh, find a new server find another a home destination so it can continue doing the work that it needs to mm-hmm. um one thing i found interesting is that we know that it had it was there at uh, in Zava and then it's at Salazar's home. So through this episode, we kind of learn more, but right now we don't know how it's, you know, getting from, it's in two different locations. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just kind of interesting. I, I was at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, well, how is, how does it do this? But uh, it's, it's, it, I, I, it's interesting thing to think about. Well, it seems to me, like this place has almost a host place where it gathers the information and uses it, but it's able to use any source of device right. that kind of has Wi-Fi or, or internet for that matter and uses that as, I would say, a puppet in a sense, like Aliza. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's the most plausible thing because, you know, there's so many Aliza's. Uh, Salazar's sons just has one of them. Yeah. So if it, if it needs to, it could access one in, you know, Dartmouth or it could access one in Rexton. Exactly. Exactly. And we see that, you know, it's, it goes throughout the episode, but they know that it has to have a host location somewhere. So just mm-hmm. because it, it destroyed itself there at Zava, but it needs to, it needs to be leeching off somewhere else with a big enough power stream to basically host it. Right. So this episode, really the Eliza is the centerpiece of the episode. Um, And it's in a sense, it's foreshadowing the future of the world because, you know, we have so many Amazons and Google homes as we sent, but uh, in the beginning, LeBlanc uh, is talking to his daughter in this episode early on, who's an aspiring lawyer and they don't really get into her that much but she's going on a date that we learn and i found it a little something's gonna happen with her in this show i just Mm -hmm. predicting i've only like only going through the first two episodes i think something will happen with her because it's it's just you know it's his daughter why not why not prey on her Mm -hmm. and it's worth mentioning um paul is not really in her life whatsoever no as this, you know, as this big billionaire, um, I would say for Lam- Mogul. Yeah. And he, it seems like probably through her upbringing, didn't have the time, you know, where working and whatnot um, to be in, to be in her life. And you can obviously see that affect their relationship right from the beginning of the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he tries to make an effort, but it's really half-hearted because half-assed, yeah. Because he, I think, I think he's only doing it because he knows he's gonna die. Yeah, yeah. And he, she, she also, I think, wants to give him a chance, but again, he's late to certain meetings, or he's. It feels like she is giving him the chances, but he seems to always mess it up. Right. In a way. Right. So. He, we also see in this episode, he's extremely paranoid and he's putting nails 
mm-hmm. in the cameras in his walls because where the wiring and stuff is he yeah. wants no technology in his home because then next would have control mm-hmm. of him and because he was there and he knows that next will target him he knows he's the prime target of a potential cyber attack exactly yeah so he's doing that he's firing his maid <laughs> well he's basically saying like you guys need to get out of here like you're just in the way they're like yeah. okay you're you're going insane you're going nuts like yeah. you need to stop and she's like okay this is going to be a problem from me basically boarding up his home and taking out all the technology from it so right. he's like you guys just need to leave right so flash forward to uh ethan gets sent a file from the elisa on his computer and it's containing it's basically a message board yep. of an online chat room where his bullies are saying really vulgar things about him saying that he probably wets the bed and the Elisa, without directly saying it, implies that he could use the gun to make a situation better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ethan's kind of unsure, but... He, well, he knows. I think he knows it's morally wrong. Right. But the pain that he, he's been caused... And for one thing, to go back on that conversation, we don't even know if that was real. Right. That could just be next making that up, you know, in order to get under the skin, get under his skin, right? Right. That's a great point. I I, I don't think it was real myself. Yeah. When I watched yeah. it, I didn't think it was real, mm-hmm. but it it um it could easily have made a a little document and just wrote whatever it wanted to say. Exactly. And, and as a kid, oh, I was just it, gonna say, as a kid, like he's gonna read that, and you know. I would, I don't say naive, but maybe he just sees that and kind of sees red at the same time. Like, you know, right. why are these people saying these things about me? Right. I, I agree completely. Um, so um, they, at this point, things are sort of going okay. Salazar is getting grilled because prior to the, this new case, they were working on a human, uh, basically a human trafficking case. Mm-hmm. And they were about to close it. They had some people uh, arrested or kind of, they had them in a witness protection so that yep. they could testify. But the FBI was hacked completely. Their whole system shut down and their trafficking case was stolen. Mm-hmm. Stolen from, from their, their hard drive. Yeah, wiped from their hard drive completely. Wiped. And it, she tells her superior that it was next. Mm-hmm. basically and, and it's, her, her superior basically thinks she's as crazy as leblanc yeah exactly and he, she's she was told to take the rest of the week off and you know i think she she was basically told that you're not gonna have the same title when you come back yeah like you you're not strong enough to lead a team you know why were you why are you leaving to another country when you know you're at the end of this operation your focus should have been here what were you thinking? But obviously where she had this personal connection to Weiss, the, the, uh, the, the man at the very beginning of the show. Right. She has to follow up on this and she has to figure out what happened to him. So that pulls, yeah. him, that pulls her away, but clearly it's, in effect, it's, it's affecting her real job as, you know, as an FBI 
agent and leader of a team. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she's really frustrated and some of, I think her team, some of her team, she's got about three or four in her inner circle. I don't think many of them believed her at the beginning because Mm -hmm. they were really, they were mad because she wasn't working on the case, which you can understand they were working on it. They say at the beginning for close to a year. Exactly. So, but the one person that does believe her is a guy named CM and he is said that he's kind of like an, a neo-Nazi type person. He's, He's got a shady history, to say mm-hmm. the least. It doesn't fully give it away, but without with just glancing over it, you can tell that his co-workers feel a way about him. And obviously yeah. it, show, it shows him wearing the ankle, uh, the ankle locket, basically indicating that, you know, this guy's done something wrong. Right. He's on a probation or something because mm-hmm. he's got the bracelet on. And a lot of some of the people there don't feel he should be working for the FBI. But exactly. for some reason, Salazar trusts him probably more than anybody there. Um, so moving on, e- Ethan's at school and he's cornered in the bathroom and he locks the stall and his, his bullies try to get in. They start dumping garbage over the top of the stall on him. And um, we see him reach for the book bag. And immediately we, we think the gun's in there, mm-hmm. but he called his mother. So the show did not go down the dark path, which I'm glad because. So watching that for the first time, what did you think was going to happen? Did you think that it was a possibility that they were going to go down this road of. You I know... thought, I thought he'd take out the gun, but I didn't think he'd use it. Okay. I thought. Because I we see the mother get a call, mm-hmm. so I thought maybe the gun would have been in the book bag. Yeah, but he didn't use it. But we learned that it's under his bed. He never took it to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and but his mother, Agent Salazar, comes to the school, guy, and he tells her that the Eliza told him to do it. Mm-hmm. And this is really the, the first big breakthrough in the show because she puts two and two together and that she talks to little bank and he's, his mind's racing. And he says that next got onto an independent server or is on a different server somewhere, but it still has the power to control mm-hmm. uh, technology. And of course, they know Salazar is working with LeBanc, so why not target her son? Exactly. And, you know, right away when she gets involved and she scans that face at Zava, him and Paul, or her and Paul's face at Zava, you know that they are immediately targets because those are two people that are going to be in the way of her getting to her next goal, which we don't know of yet. Right. But we know that they are, they are essentially you know, two, there are just two pieces that are, that need to be getting rid of. And this is essentially a way of doing so. Right. Um, and LeBlanc has the idea 
that he wants to use Ethan to talk to Next and get closer to the device. Mm-hmm. And kind of, while it has its ear, record it and basically download a system so it can track where Zava's coming from. Yeah. And well, with- I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, with the help of CM. Uh, yeah, CM and Salazar's team. Right. And she's not supposed to be working with them. So CM agrees to help her mm-hmm. when he really shouldn't because he's already got so many strikes against him. Right. And he's everybody looks at him kind of strange, but he agrees to help her because he believes he believes her. Yeah. Probably the only person in the office at the time. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so the husband doesn't love the idea, which I can understand because mm-hmm. he's got to talk to the Elisa while the Elisa basically plays with his mind, plays with the kid's mind. Like, I'm your friend. Um, you know, I only wanted to help you, Ethan. Um, and it's, it's very creepy. It's very, very creepy. It's very unsettling in the sense that this thing is, it's by far the smartest thing in the world, Mm -hmm. but it's almost seems like it's toying with this, you know, this, this little boy's emotion. Exactly. Um, And it's, it's, it's got so many different emotions because it's, it doesn't come off totally mad that he didn't use the gun, but there, the, the, the next also says like, well, Ethan, why didn't you, I told you to do it. Mm-hmm. And Ethan at this point knows that the Elise is bad. Yeah. So basically what happens is they, they are in the garage with Paul and they are trying to track the, the location of the house. Yes. So they send, they send Ethan inside alone. Yeah. Go and talk to Eliza. Exactly. So he's just, he's up there. He's got a, a mic on him so that they can hear everything. Yeah. And he just starts talking to it and they need what's so interesting about it is that they need the Eliza to start asking Ethan questions. Mm-hmm. If, if it doesn't give emotion, then they can't, it doesn't, it's not next communicating. So yeah. just so everybody understands when, when he goes up there, he's Ethan starts talking to the machine and the Eliza's just like, I didn't understand that. Or what can I help you with Ethan? Yeah. And eventually he brings up the touchy subject and he says the right words. And then they start, the Elisa starts communicating, not like just some Google doc or right, some, some Google, Google doc. I'm, I'm, I'm just directing you to uh, the latest NFL statistic. I'm going to, here's your solution to your problem and I'll do it for you. Yeah. And no, uh, and it kind of, you kind of get the sense that it's more friendly with Ethan and it's more uh, trying to be more comfortable to get, you know, to do, to get him to do what he wants. She wants. Right. So he's up there and it starts off. Well, they want to go in and stop it. Cause it's a really, it's a really disturbing conversation because they're telling him about how he's kind of a loser and how he should, you know, end those bullies and how, how um, his mother doesn't really love him and that his parents are going to get a divorce. Mm, some pretty dark stuff. Some really dark or stuff. Or probably good to hear. Yeah. Um, and the parents, I'll give them credit. They're strong enough. They stay there. 
and what would you think most parents probably wouldn't right like no, no, if, absolutely. If, you, if you thought your kid was in danger or you know going to be maybe even permanently damaged mentally like you would probably get in there pretty fast but they do a good the mother Sal, the salazar does a great job of even restraining the father and saying you know we need this you know this isn't just like this just isn't about us as a whole this could be dangerous for everyone in the world so we really need to buckle down here and mm -hmm. let paul do what he has to do in order to track uh, this location right and next even implies that he, he would kill ethan's mother mm -hmm. um and at this point ethan snaps and he starts beating <laughs> beating the eliza with with the uh with a baseball bat with a baseball bat but before he did it they were able to track the ip address through the help of cm but he was arrested yeah he was detained. So, so essentially what's happening at the fbi building is that they they someone's uh one of the other teammates on salazar's team gets some suspicious you know they they find something suspicious going on with cm they report it to this main guy who tells Salazar to go home in the first place. And that's how they pick up CM. But the team, the rest of the team seem to rally around that in order to help Paul and the rest of them track this location. Right. Um, so they're able to get it done. Uh, LeBlanc's really relieved. Mm -hmm. And they learn that the IP address was in Dartmouth, New Hampshire. And there's like a huge power plant there that is big enough to hold Next and all its, all its information and its servers. Mm -hmm. um, and before the episode ends, it just pans and we see a guy with glasses in the building. Mm -hmm. So we don't know who this person is, but we do kind of learn that there is someone, someone a real human. Next. Yeah. Like, there is a human that is using the AI as a weapon. Yeah, because before you can't, you don't, you don't associate this with a face or, you know, even uh, an actual person or an entity. You just, you know, it's almost like, you know, uh, like magic, I guess. Right. But when you see this face, you're thinking, okay, there is someone controlling this or there's someone else helping this, maybe this AI do it do what it's doing right and yeah so that that's how the episode ends but it was it was a it was a loaded second episode and like you said it snowballed the first one you said the critics said it was slow the second episode was the farthest thing from slow because there really no. was no yeah. lull in the episode exactly I, I thought it was for a second episode usually had that great premiere then you know the second episode's a bit of a you got to get through it okay. yeah I thought this one was was better than the premiere. Yeah, especially with the cliffhanger. I mean, it really it really does make you think like, you know, what's going on here and it you know, they you see a goal in mind as they have to go to this next location and find out what's going on there. Right. So, looking ahead, I'm sure we think we obviously know they're going to go to Dartmouth mm -hmm. um to check out where this is, but I'm wondering like what Salazar and LeBlanc's relationship, I'm sure they're going to run into more problems down the road because they're just such different people. Exactly. Exactly. One is 
I would say very reserved and, you know, doesn't, doesn't give a lot and very strict. The other one is not loosey goosey, but Paul is, uh, you know, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He just doesn't really give a shit, but he does give a shit about this because he realizes that this could be very serious. And, right. you know, as a very intelligent human being and someone who's really, really smart with these type of things, you know, that it has to be something very dangerous. Exactly. And so that really, is there anything else you want to touch on the two episodes? No, I just wanted to get your, what were your initial thoughts of the show? Is it what you expected? Is it what you, you know, is it somewhat towards um, the sci-fi areas that you thought it was going to be or? Um, yeah, I, I didn't think that they would take the Alexa angle because usually like these sci-fi shows, they're just kind of more like computer based. You know what I mean? Like if you, it's hacking and like coding and things like that, mm -hmm. where yeah. this might be, this might be it too, but I don't think they take that angle. They okay. take something that everybody can understand. Yeah. Back like, to what we were talking about long. being simple. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody, like people understand coding, but 90% of the world doesn't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people have a Google home or have a, you know, even on your computer, you have like a Cortana or like a, a Siri on your Mac or whatever. Like you can, you can uh, relate to this family and these people going through this. Yeah. I was surprised at how modern it felt like nothing, nothing felt over my head in the sense that anyone could watch the show and enjoy it as, you know, there's a real thrill around trying to find out what this AI is going to do next. Right. Um, no, it, it, a great first two episodes. Um, looking forward to, to seeing where, where it takes us. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just initial thought. I thought the acting is very good. For um, sure. I think they, they did a good job casting because they took some good um, actors from uh, Ozark. Yep. It's a good show. And um, hopefully we get to learn a little bit more about um, Paul's brother. I think he's yeah. skeletons in his closet. We just didn't get to learn much about him yet. Yeah. I don't feel like he appears as much in the first two episodes. We don't really understand maybe their relationship fully and what's what happened with them in the past and what happened with Paul's firing. Right. Um, but I'm sure all those demons are probably going to be brought to light within the rest of the, the series. Right. Uh, exactly. So we'll be back next Tuesday around this time. Um, I'm going to try to go live on YouTube tonight. I ran into a few problems, still trying to get through these technical shit as I learn on the fly. <laughs> but uh, what, what do you got on the go the rest of the week? Not much, man. It's uh, coming down to a, a busy exam coming up uh, mid-December. So I'm just buckling down and studying for that. As we're in the COVID era, there's not a whole lot else we can do. So I'll be watching a lot of this show and a lot of uh, watching a lot of other shows as well. What's on the agenda for you? Um, yeah. So tomorrow, because of COVID, there's an NFL game at 4:30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Uh, yeah. I never thought I'd see the day that happens. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that game happens, and uh, I'll probably go go uh, live after that to talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of podcast this uh this weekend uh before the kickoff on sunday for football um but yeah just do some podcasting uh things of that nature work and uh 
like you said, watch some next to prepare for next week. Man, you should be happy. You should be you should be in your zone right now. Football almost all week long. I Man, and, I love it. And will never. It, well, I won't say never, but it probably won't happen again. So no, I mean Wednesday. Football, like it hasn't been. I think there hasn't been a football game on a Wednesday since like 1994 or something. Yeah, there well, you go. I'm so I'll take a AFC North divisional game. You know, I get off work at six. I'll have to tape it, but after that, I'll I'll be dialed in. There you go. Any uh, recent and one thing I was gonna go on this podcast as well. Is there anything recent uh, movie wise that you think you know someone should watch or look into if they were looking for a specific drama? Um, this is an older movie, but uh, I tell everybody to watch this. If you haven't watched the Green Book, uh, oh, watch yeah. the Green Book. It's probably my favorite movie in the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. so well done. The acting is uh, superb in it. Uh, Viggo Mortensen, hell of an actor. Hell of an actor. Great job. Um, yeah. so I would say the Green Book, but something I've uh watched recently. I mean, I just finished Sons of Anarchy. It's an okay show. Um, I just started um, Homeland, actually. Uh, So watching that. But there's, I haven't watched a new movie in a while because there's just none. (laughs) Well, it is, I mean, with everything going on, 2020 seems to be a lack of movies. And 2019, in general, didn't seem like a great movie year as well. I think you probably mentioned that to me before. Um, Yeah. 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 One movie I thought was decent and I watched it uh, last weekend uh, was Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Right. And I thought it was interesting. Um, if No one's, I mean, the trailer's been all over the place, but if you haven't seen it, it's just basically this guy uh, going insane on the road after a little road rage. And it really makes you think like what, how, how easily some people would be able to snap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love seeing Russell Crowe as a bad guy. You know, you never ever get to see, uh, get to see him. But it it's it, it was worth the watch for sure. I recommend it. That's true. Yeah, he's like you know Peter Pan, Noah. You know all these different yeah big exactly. time character like yeah. character actor. And uh, no, I haven't seen Tenet either, so that's on my bucket list. Uh, yeah. So I have to watch that. But um. I always tell people I've seen the movie four times and it was in theaters four times. Watch Joker. Um, it's, it'll make you think that's for sure. Uh, it certainly made me think a time or two, but, um, no, uh, we'll be back next Tuesday around this seven thirty eight 8 o'clock. We'll let you know this week on, uh, on our social media channels, but we'll be breaking down, um, episodes three and four of next. And, um, Seamus, thank you for joining me tonight, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thank you. See you guys next week.